Welcome back into the Johnny's Pizza House studios. Tyler Moody, Joel Rogers, and Jimmy Dickin hanging out here on a Tuesday. You're listening to 100.7 FM, 1340 AM, The Ticket. Going to do something a little bit different here in this segment. I know the lacrosse community never gets any love on the radio, but dang it, we're about to talk some lacrosse right now. This next segment coming up here, we're going to go through the entirety of the North District here, shreveport Bozier team's airline, Magnet, Bird, Shreve, Parkway, and of course, the Loyola Flyers as well. We're going to talk about them all right here. We're going to try and get to each and every team and talk about the state of the North. Let's start at the top. We'll, I'll tell you what, we'll go alphabetical order. How does that sound so we don't get anybody, you know, get, get, get anything going? Uh, we'll start with the airline then. We'll start in the A's. Head coach Steve Martino, this airline team was one of the surprise teams last year, really had played some of the most exciting lacrosse games I have ever seen. I remember the game that airline played against Magnet last year that was just phenomenal. Led kind of by Mikey Missouri and that senior group, a really phenomenal senior group. Jimmy, you have been really connected to this lacrosse community for a while. You're good friends with Martino. Let's talk about this airline squad and what they're looking to do this year. Yeah, so Mar- Coach Martino, they, they lost a lot of talent off last year's team, but they're, they're, what makes airline good is that they are first and foremost a team. and You have maybe not the highest collection of talent top to bottom, the same with other programs, but what they do have is well, they're very well organized and they're very well coached. Uh, they're currently coming in the year four and right now they sit at four and six. Their losses are what we would call good losses. They lost to STM at STM. St. Thomas, that's St. Thomas Moore. They're defending state champs. The other loss in state is to St. Paul's out of Covington, Louisiana. St. Paul's won the state title two years ago. Who you know is in first place as the league as a whole right now. Those are their only two losses in state. They've also lost to two or three good teams out of state of Texas. Uh, they have they have wins over Shreve and Bird this year already. Also North Shore, which is a South based team, and, and and Prestonwood Christian Academy. So four and six, but their two losses in state are two quality losses. Uh, if you know the airline were to reach Final Four, they're going to run into at least one, if not two, of those teams again. But you have to think, having played them once, they'll know what they can do to play better. And Joel, I think uh, airline's got a pretty big game coming up on Friday. Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, they do. Airline, uh, they, they have a huge game against Magnet on Friday. Now, Airline, I like to call them the Centenary Gents, kind of, because uh, four of their guys recently all signed with Centenary. So if you thought, if you've seen the last of these guys, you haven't. Like, they'll be sticking around for much longer playing with Centenary. And uh, talking to uh, Coach Martino before the season, he said their goal this year, they really want to beat Loyola. He said that uh, left a bad taste in their mouth uh, last year. They've never beaten Loyola, and this year, is the year they're going to try to do it, and they are. They they do have a big senior group, and that is going to be a huge uh, game later on. That's going to be four uh, eleven. That's going to be April the eleventh. But this Friday, it is going to be, uh, yeah, huge game, huge game. Airline at Magnet. That's going to be at Lee Hedges Stadium. That's seven p.m. That Friday night. Two incredible programs playing Lee Hedges Stadium Friday night. Loyola. I mean, no. Lax, lax. I don't know what I'm thinking. Lax, man. Relax, Joel. Relax, Joel. Relax. Well, Joel will be out there. I will be out there. Jimmy, you probably be up in the stands somewhere as well. Watching uh, this, down. this Friday night, I'll be in Illinois. Oh, okay. So I'm well. flying up for a wedding. But this is a good transition into Kettle Magnet, who's next alphabetically. Uh, Actually, probably. Team. Yeah, okay. They're, they come before yeah, Bird. You're yeah, right. And, yeah. and, and, so it'll be Kettle Magnet next. So Coach Ken Isham at Kettle Magnet used, was for four years was Airlines' offensive coordinator. So very, very, very familiar with each other. Magnet, very good team, or very good team, very collection of good individuals. Have a couple kids who are going to play high level ball when they graduate. 
Jack Howells committed to Rollins. He's a reigning All-American at Defender. Rollins is a top 15, not top 20 NCAA D2 program. And Cameron Strait, who is probably their Mr. Do-Everything for Cattle Magnet, yeah. is committed to Limestone, who's currently ranked number two in all of NCAA D2. So some really high-level talent for the Mustangs. Be interesting to see if they can get over that hump. They haven't always shaken off early adversity in games, and that's kind of come back to haunt them late. You have to think with such a uh, heavy senior-led class, they're going to come out and play airline tough. Martino and Isham, very good friends off the field, know each other very well, know their tendencies. Um, this is a game I'm sad I'm going to be able to miss, but I'm very interested to see what happens happens with the score. Uh, some players to highlight for the Mustangs, obviously Jack Howell, Jack Howell, Cameron Strait, Josh Armand, senior attackman running X, Cameron Kent, who's I think he's a sophomore goalie now. Yeah, very good last year as well. Very good last year, 64% save percentage. Uh, just collection of talent top to bottom, maybe the deepest team in the region. Be interesting to see if they can shake off early career woes in this senior-led group and take that next step. What the book on Magnet has for the Casco Beers is they're always very talented, but they don't collectively rise in the big games. Can they step up and beat Airline later in the year? Can they step up and beat Loyola? Well, you know, one piece they were missing last year was Noah Susano, who missed a big chunk of last season. And, Joel, you had a chance to talk to Noah not too long ago. You were incredibly impressed, not only by his talent on the field, but how, by how smart of a player the junior Noah Susano is. Yeah, I was blown away. I was out at the, uh, the Magnet Parkway game a few weeks back. Magnet won like 22-4 to four or something like that. And I was just blown away by Noah at the end of the game uh, with the interview. Yeah, so smart, you know. You've seen these uh, magnet players, like these guys go to magnet, and like you know they you know they're smart, they're at magnet. But once you once you start talking to one of them, like my God, that kid is smart. And yeah, very very smart. And also uh, just talking to Jack Howell after the game. You know, we had some fun with uh, Jack Howell and Cameron Strait last year yeah. over at Real Shreveport. They actually came up and roughed up Moody. They threw him around. Uh, Jack Howell said if you were to come back to town, he would be willing to do it again. And then look at you, you're Here back. I am. Well, those kids would definitely beat me up, and uh, right now they're beating up on the rest of the state as far as lacrosse is concerned. The cool thing about this North District, every single team it feels like has a chance. There are some really, really talented squads, some senior-laden squads, and of course this Caddo Magnet squad is certainly one of those. Also want to give some love to uh, like Nick Given, Mark Warren. There's some really talented players as well that help to make the wheels turn. And you know, having the Howell twins kind of heading everything up there, uh, it's a really talented Caddo Magnet squad. Interested to see what happens with them moving forward and this entire district. Next, let's talk about the Bird Yellow Jackets, kind of headed by Caden Shanklin, who I think is is actually leading the league right now in goals scored. Ezra Terry is a very talented kind of do everything type player as well. Uh, you know what can you tell us about the Bird Yellow Jackets, Jimmy? Um, I talked with uh, Coach Mike Pabst earlier today. Um, he said that they've underachieved so far. Uh, they're one and two in district. They've lost to Loyola. They've lost to Airline. That Airline game, they didn't show up. They'll be the first ones to tell you they didn't come to play. They were down. They were down seven to one at halftime. Loyola game, they played much closer, much tighter. They just have trouble getting over that hump, beating Loyola every year. That's kind of the same knock that everybody has. Is just Loyola's a tough hump to get over. Yeah. Uh, Nick Irwin, incredible goalie. Uh, Bird just kind of always has a stable of good goalies. Nick communicates well, might be the best in district. Put him in top two or three in the state. Um, it'd be you know Nick. Nick is that good. Not a I mean, no standouts really on defense, but play decent as a unit. Uh, like you said, highlighted by Caden Shanklin at the attack. When he plays well, Bird does well. Ezra Terry always seems to rise in the biggest moments. He steps up when he needs to. The past two years of playoff games might be the best I've ever seen Ezra play. Ezra also committed to a D2 school out in North Carolina. So uh, local lacrosse pumping out some college-bound athletes. Be it, you know, 
Bird will have to make their noise probably as the four seed in the playoffs. Those losses to Loyola and Airline already might be too much for them to overcome. Uh, but if they get a four seed, they're going to be a dangerous four going against them one in district playoffs. But Bird, not vintage good Bird team this year, but still a lot of talent. Um, well coached. Coach Mike Paps has been there for longer than I've been in town. Um, he's had two boys play through the program. His son George is assisting him this year. Uh, lots of depth at JV level. I think Bird might be better next year than they are this year, but still a lot of talent, just not as deep as the te- three teams in front of them. And Joel, you and I were talking about this at lunch. Caden Shanklin might have the single fastest shot of any player in the actual district. Yeah, very fast shot. And the kid said he loves high fives. Okay. He said he loves high fives, and he gets high fives after every goal. So he said, yeah, lots of high fives, and that's definitely not a problem. And talking about uh, Nick Irwin, so he was also uh, he was an offensive lineman for the Bird Yellow Jackets. They had like over five yards of carry, so he led that offensive line and for the Bird Yellow Jackets. And then a lot of, a lot of people think, yeah, he's definitely a top two in the state as, as goalie. And then also for Bird this year, playing playing defender is the quarterback from the football team from this past year, Carson Dunn. He's never played lacrosse before, but he's been starting, and he's out there to uh, to lay the wood on people. He's sure. there. He's there to clean up and help his uh, help Nick out a little bit on that defensive end. But yeah, I'm really blown away by Caden uh, Checklin and uh, Ezra Terry. Ezra Terry had an incredible game against Loyola. That was a fascinating game. It was 11 to 10, the final score. But Bird was winning the end of the first. Half it was like six to three. Ezra Terry went coast to coast, pretty much on one play, uh, ripping a goal. And uh, so, yeah, Ezra, Caden, both incredible athletes for Bird. Bird's a great team. Yeah, look, there's a, all of these teams really, really good in the North District. I get excited about lacrosse. Uh, you know, last year I got my first taste of it, and I fell in love with the sport. If you've never had a chance to make it out to one of these lacrosse games, I would highly encourage you to do so because it's like a it's a cool mix of football, baseball, basketball, like there's just, there's all these elements to it that just seem to all culminate together to make a really, really, um, really awesome sport. Let's move now and talk about the team that wears the crown right now in the Norris District. That's the Loyola Flyers. They have been the team that's been tough to knock off. A uh, good friend of mine, Ed Sella, has stepped away, but his, his brother, John Sella, is still the head coach of the Loyola Flyers. And once again, Loyola finds themselves not only one of the most talented teams in the district, but one of the most, well, coached teams in the district and currently ready to be you know one of the team to beat in the north jimmy uh yeah i talked to uh dan ewing who's been i think he's going his fourth year as loyal as assistant coach his offensive coordinator dan's a very good friend of mine um loyal is just tough to beat uh last year not a vintage loyal a good team this year or not not a vintage loyal a talent team this year not a vintage loyal talent team but Loyola knows how to win and you have to credit that to the coaching staff and the buy-in from the parents and the players and everybody around that program they are, I think, four-time district champs, have yet to lose in district this year. Um, co- coming from Coach Dan, he says, we we have a game plan that we try to we, we try to implement every day and improve on every game. They played well against STM. STM won state last year, yep. went down to Lafayette, and beat STM in their home place. That goes to the film room. That goes to players buying in and just the talent level, the way he coached them up. Their season highlights include Ed Sella leaving, Dan jokes that the reason they got better is because they replaced him with their new defensive coordinator, Matt McCall, who played a D1 ball at Air Force. So Tom replaces that, or Matt replaces that. Zach West, a former, former Sharif Pole, working with the JV and younger guys. And Dan will say he's still the shortest guy on the sideline. So Loyola, tough to beat. It's just, t- well, gets, I'll speak as official, they don't commit many penalties. And I'm not saying that other teams do, but Loyola is well coached, well disciplined. They don't commit mental penalties, so they don't put themselves in harm's way. And they're well coached. Like they're just well coached. 
Um, this is a team who's going to be tough out for anybody. I believe, I believe, this is my opinion, and this is from like, as North District Commissioner, now official. I believe there are other talent, more talented squads in town than Loyola. I have yet to see someone more poised and more disciplined as a team unit than Loyola this year, and that might once again be the difference in the season. Yeah, that was the case last year as well. And Joel, you know, Loyola does something really cool that you and I fell in love with. It's the bench mob. Man, I'm all about the bench mob. So every time they score, once the game is kind of well in hand, the bench mob breaks out. Some of the best celebrations you will ever see. It is incredible. Yeah, anytime Loyola goes up three goals on a team, uh, every time they uh, score a goal after that, the bench mob will celebrate. And I, what that does just uh, brings the whole team together, keeps everyone on the sideline just just jacked up and amped up and like ready. And like the players on the field are feeding off of that. And some of the players on the field, man, this uh, Clay Holmes, mm-hmm. this kid has got a motor. Like he does not stop. He is a hundred percent at all times. And of course, a junior, Will Weaver. Will Weaver is, um, man, in my opinion, I think he's the best lacrosse player in the area. Like this is, uh, of course, like I'm I'm a rookie at la, at lacrosse, yeah, but I, I I mean I only trust my eyeballs. So what I see, let me tell you about a play this kid made. Okay, so it's uh, the final few seconds of that um, of the game the other day with Bird and Loyola. Bird is winning um, over Loyola by one goal. Will Weaver has the ball. The clock, everyone's ch- uh, counting down. Ten, nine, eight. They get down to one. He hits a shot from almost 30 yards out. It was epic. It's like the whole bench cleared, ran out there, jumped on him. Then the fourth quarter started, which they won that, and they ended up beating Bird. But uh, talking to him, he used to play – lacrosse up in Delaware and he started playing when he was like seven years old so this kid's played his whole life well I actually gave Will Weaver the Tyler Moody award last year it was for being the best player that wasn't very athletic because I get I would just get things done right not very athletic but dang I found ways to win and stuff and that was kind of what I gave to Will Weaver because he's not the most athletic dude but the, he's a flat-out baller and right now he's helping lead Loyola once again uh, let's move from the Loyola Flyers the defending champions right there in the North District and we'll talk next about the Captain Shreve Gators. Shreve is uh, next up here on the list. Kind of a tough start to the year so far for Shreve, but th- they kind of knew this. They are, they're kind of in the rebuilding mode at the moment, but I think they're ready to take those steps forward. Uh, talked to Coach Stevie Pract uh, earlier today. Um, he's very excited about the staff he's got built around him. It's Stevie and Jamie Long. Jamie Long, um, former great in the area, went to Southwestern University in Georgetown, Texas, is all, second all-time in a point scored there at the D3 level. Um, and then Jim Long's dad, who kind of the godfather of Lax, is back. And a kid named Garrett Factor, his assistant, who might take over as head coach next year. So coaching staff is solid there. Steve, you'll say 20, 29 of their 33 guys are first or second-year players. They're not there yet. They got a lot of buy-in from the football team and a lot of buy-in from athletes. They're just not great lacrosse players. They... They got two wins. They beat Parkway earlier this year. They beat St. Andrews, came out of Jackson, Mississippi, and they're starting to play better. They got a te- they got a sophomore named Braxton Parchman who leads them in goals. He's got 10 on the air, so it's not bad for a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. And you'd be remiss to not mention Andrew Escude, who's a goalie yeah. who he's is probably man. the best player. He gets shelled a lot. His stats are going to look good, but he's he he's the heart and soul of that team, and they go as they go. Shreve has got depth for the future. They're not supposed to win this year. This is building year. They're going to grow, and as other teams graduate, these senior-led talent, they're going to be up there to come behind them. Stevie's very proud that a bunch of his sophomores and juniors are playing, playing River City's lacrosse club. River City's is run by Coach C.J. Sealing, the head coach at Centenary College. These kids are going to get college-level coaching over the summer in summer league, and as they grow and take transition to this game over the summer, next spring, they're going to be that much better for taking their lumps now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, 
kind of he um Jimmy was just talking about the football players that have bought in there for the Captain Shreve Gator. Joel, you kind of know firsthand a few of those football players that have made their way onto the lacrosse field. Yeah, there's this uh, one kid. So he transferred from Evangel and he was ineligible this past football season, but he will be on, on the football field this year for the Captain Shreve Gators, Mazion Hennix. Mazion, he plays a defender for um for Captain Shreve. And I was talking uh, with different players from the different schools, talking to uh, Jack Howell from from Cato Magnet, Jack Howell says that Hennix kid is a dog, and he is man. He is out there. He's out there uh, going uh, going full speed. You've seen him firsthand, Jim. So as uh, this is where it toughs. Like I'm a big fan of the game, but I also ref. So like I'm sure a lot of the kids we mentioned don't necessarily think as fondly as me as I might like, like very much. <laughs> but because I throw the flags on. But like what I will say is, Mazian, you could tell early in the season he was young. Like there's different rules for different sports, and there was one play early in the year where Mazian would have had a fantastic blow-up play if he were a D-back. He took one hand off his long pole and just elbowed up the most athletic hit you'd see from a free safety. Declater. But, like, you can't do that in the lacrosse and he got a penalty for it. He's like, and, and so, but as he's grown, he's taken that out of his game as playing much more fundamentally sound as each game's gone on. So, like, what I'm impressed with is his ability to adapt to a new sport for him. His coaching, the coaching that Stevie and his staff has done to really put him in the best position to exceed. And so you see his penalty minutes drop every game now. So Mazion had a couple big hits that he's learning as he goes that you can't do in this sport. But as he grows and gets his fundamentals underneath him, when you have that athleticism and that much buy-in and love for what it seems like the sport, you know, the sport he's now playing, if he comes back next year with these fundamentals and just you know the anti Will Weaver reward, I guess that yeah, you yeah. mentioned, he will be so much better for it, and he has the, all the talent, all the innate athletic ability in the world to be a really great lacrosse player. Well, next let's talk about Parkways. We have to wrap up the segment. I could talk lacrosse all day. It's become very near and dear to my heart, and we'll we'll certainly find some ways to give some love to the lacrosse community here this year. Uh, let's talk about the Parkway Panthers real quick. You know, kind of more of a football school, and this is still a very young Parkway program. Uh, they may find themselves at the bottom now, but the, the future is bright for Parkway. They have a sophomore named Mark Green who I, he might be six foot three. He's huge. He's huge. Yeah. Played River or played Red River Youth Lacrosse, um, which is the best way for youth kids in the area to kind of start their game. But Mark played. I th- everyone thought he was going to Airline. I guess his parents moved to South Bossier, and he, he's at Parkway. He might be their best player. He's very, very quality player. Only a sophomore will grow. Nick Cannon, I think, is their midi. He's a senior now. Cannon. So second team, all, second team all district last year midfielder. I do believe he's back this year. Those are probably the two best offensive players. And Coach Wayne Beggs, uh, team might not be as talented as he might like, but Wayne does implement a good system. Um, they they just aren't quite at the levels the other teams above them. But when you look at the way some games are played, they might not be the most talented, but they understand the scheme they're running pretty well. They're just a year a year or two away from really being able to execute at the level they need to execute. But some talent at Parkway, um, Elm Grove Middle School, a good feeder for them. Lots of kids playing at Elm Grove. So if they keep it up and they keep with it, uh, Parkway will be a quality program in just a few seasons here. Well, obviously we got some really big games going on this Friday night at Lee Hedges Stadium, Airline and Magnet, the rematch from last year. Cameron Strait scored a goal with eight seconds to go last year for the win out at Airline. So if you'd like to see one of the best lacrosse matches in the state, it'll be happening Friday night at Lee Hedges. All right, guys, we've got to take a break. When we come back, we'll have LSU Shreveport head baseball coach Brent LaValle right here on Mixing Up with Minson Moody. <laughs> 